Welcome back to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. I'm Andy Cruz here in business development. And I'm Brian Landeros, a.k.a. Brian Lands Money on Instagram. Brian Lands Money underscore. Brian Lands Money underscore on Instagram. You got to make sure you get that underscore on there. Uh, So it's just Brian and I this week. And Brian, this week's topic is now that we know what the Fed has to do because they told us what they had to do, how can people win? We have a lot to talk about today because they really let everybody know what their intentions are uh, at their last Fed meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And we need to really quickly start to pivot attention into what can people do right now, knowing what they're saying, then translating what that means. What is it we need to inform people about as areas of opportunity for them to still win in mortgage and real estate? Perfect. So right off the bat, I think one of the biggest things you should be doing, if you don't know what any of this means, go get financially educated by listening to Monday Mortgage Minute. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) So your first suggestion is a plug for our other show. (laughs) Okay. All right. No, but but in all seriousness, you know, there's so much data coming out and there's all these numbers, CPI, PPI. You know, if you really don't know what that means and how that can affect you, your money, your bills, and basically your savings, then that should be the first place you start because I don't think anything will make sense if you don't know how this can impact you or what it really actually actually means um and i think that's very fundamentally like you know instilled because of the fact that so much stuff comes out so the people that have been paying attention or you know recently got educated on this Mm -hmm. are going to be able to you know have a better prediction Mm -hmm. have a better pivot point when things do change as they quickly are um i feel that's one of the biggest things that i'm going to push out especially for people in my my demographic um anybody in the millennials like you know right now I know you guys see this all over the area. I know you guys see this all over social, yeah, yeah. but what does it really mean for you? You know, I feel like we don't really pay attention to it because we don't really, you know, how do I say it? Maybe we don't live through it or aren't like, how do I say it? Uh, aren't involved in the economy every day and maybe their jobs or your jobs doesn't get tied to the economy as much as ours. Mm -hmm. But I just feel that that's a huge gap of opportunity where you just need to know what all this means for Mm -hmm. you, your future. And one more thing, I think right now, like we could speak about all this stuff, but at the end of the day, like I feel people need to reevaluate what their long-term goals are, right? Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that all this stuff that you can't control in the economy is going to happen regardless of right. what happens, right. right? We can't do anything about that. Yep. But what you can do right now is reevaluate your goals and say, hey, maybe I need to make a few pivots in my short-term goals mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. stay a course to the long-term goals. Mm-hmm. And if your long-term goals don't change, yeah. hey, the plan might change, but the vision doesn't. Yeah. So I think starting with yourself and auditing your goals, your finances and your budgeting, mm-hmm. it should be the first step anyone is doing right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid maturity step when it comes to personal finance yeah. anyways, but also especially in times where there's a lot of things that are changing and not necessarily, well, it, I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase that. There's a lot of things changing and the majority of them are not in your favor <laughs> and yeah. your well-being. Uh, even if it's just temporary, temporary crunch and that. Before I go down that rabbit hole though, I wanted to go back to yes. you mentioning that it's important to be it's important to be aware, but understanding too. So it's like you're saying on one hand, oh, maybe we just don't see this on social media or we see it, <clears throat> but we don't understand it. Yes. So the translation between what the Fed says and what the Fed shares and what the treasury does or doesn't do and the function of the financial markets does make its way into everyone's normal day life, mm-hmm. even if you don't think it does. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't work in finance. Okay, well, if you have a job, that sure. company takes money in, has expenses and overhead, 
If you're a company that sell, if you work at a company that sells supplies, they have inventory. Yeah. If you sell services, there has to be demand for those services. It has to be priced right. So you can go down all that really quickly and, and, and go, wow, okay, this eventually is that domino effect where you mm-hmm. tip, you, you, you click over that first domino and then all the rest just keep following. Yes. So there is a layer of that I think is super critical right now for people to understand. And when you don't know something, ask the question. Yeah. So a couple of videos I put up in the last week, even down my own personal page, People are saying like, okay, well, so what does this mean? Or I understand your translation, but how do I make the next right step in my move? I had someone DM me uh, and say, tell me what to do. Mm. And my answer simply number, I said, number one, you need to do your own personal budget and make sure that you are living within the means and the margin over the next 24 to 36 months, yeah. simply as a best practice of personal financial behavior. Mm-hmm. And then you also need to be aware and be alert for who you can help. Yeah. Like other people, maybe you just, even if it's just you sharing that same piece of advice right, right, right. or sharing the way you did your budgeting with someone who maybe has never done it. Um, that's the other way where you can help people. And a lot of this, I can only go back to the, you know, the mortgage meltdown at OA. 809 as a point of reference to say like a lot of that happened during that time. Yeah. A lot of people who you may, you know, myself included, you make so much money in doing this specific industry that you can almost kind of get away with being, um, uh, out of sorts financially and you yeah. don't have to keep a budget because, well, there's just always money. Yes. There's, there's extra money. There's so much money that I don't even need to keep track of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually not even being a good steward of your money and your finances and your resources. And I had to learn that a lot during that time. But also is, you know, that's the time where I learned the most about the market. So the reason I can talk so eloquently about these things now is because that's where it started. So you look down the down down, down the course, yeah. you know, 15 years now, and that's what it starts sounding like. That's what it starts looking like. And that gives the ability for us to translate some of those things. So, you know, if you are younger or, or you're in the beginning journey stage, not just age, but if you're in the beginning stages of understanding the markets, start now. Yeah. Start when these things are happening. And while these things are happening, you start bulking up and, and you know, flexing those those intellectual muscles and understanding how things work, that's going to only aid and help you as you get older, more mature, have yeah. more responsibility, have more money, have more debt in the case of taking on a home or whatever. And it's only going to, it's only going to benefit you as you get real with yourself, yes. you address it head on and you stay on the front foot. No, a hundred percent. I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better. And I feel that as a as right now you're equipping yourself on a down market, you're also preparing yourself for the up market, mm-hmm. right? Once you come out of this market with more knowledge and more understanding of how money, the financial markets work, then you're almost doing a service to yourself because when Absolutely. money becomes cheap again, you're gonna be able to understand how to leverage it in a way that's gonna help you gain more money to be able to you know, do the things that you wanna do. Yeah. Opposed to saying, hey, what do I do? How do I do? Where do I go get my next paycheck? You're gonna be equipped with information of how to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest areas of opportunity, and you know, this might be contrary to popular belief right now, is uh, you know, looking to get a rental. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that mm-hmm. if the numbers make sense, I think it's a great investment mm-hmm. because although maybe you might be a little bit underwater or you know, maybe breaking even with your investment right now, when right. rates come down and they will, mm-hmm. you'll be able to maximize your cash flow. And at that time, utilize it either to even just get more money and cash flow more or be able to tap into the equity while somebody else still paying yeah. down your investment. So look at it like a like a like a savings account that's building yeah. over time while people are paying down your investment. Yeah you can always go to that piggy bank and pull money out from there. As long as the numbers make sense and you have somebody paying down your investment, Mm -hmm. there's really no reason why you shouldn't 
you know, leverage the equity that's tax free. And it goes back to your whole point about thinking long term. Like, yeah. this is not the market for short term actions or sh and short term knee jerk responses. And I had another person who yeah. texted me and saying, Well, is, should I even buy a house right now? I was like, well, yeah, is if there's a need for it. And in this case, I know there's a yeah. very specific need uh, due to some some extended family needs to be have physical care. Sure. And I was like, you absolutely need to do it because it's a needs based move. It's not that it's economically in your favor mm -hmm. or that it's the cheapest it's going to be. But because of what I know about your situation, you're going to move there and then you're going to stay there in yeah. perpetuity. So for this particular family, it was more of a permanent move. And so I said, well, it's not about whether it's the right time. It's go find the right place mm. because the place has to suit your needs regardless of what the market around and it the Fed's matter. doing. All I was like, I know we talk about all this stuff. Like, oh, the Fed this now, let's translate what this means. But for this family, <laughs> their specific physical needs are over and above everything else that financially could be looked at as a disadvantage or an advantage. And the long term is really what was at play. No, 100%. And I'll give you an example of that. Just, you know, I have a client right now that they're currently looking for, you know, for a house. Um, they just recently had a new baby and they need a bigger space. Regardless of the situation, their their current situation just doesn't fit their needs yeah. anymore, right? So for them, they looked at it as like, yeah, I understand that right now mortgage rates might be higher, but in five years, my business, the way I'm structuring myself, he's like, I can't afford this payment. Mm-hmm. Right. So I told him that's the biggest thing. If you can afford the payment right now and still afford it in a year and two years and, you know, wait till rates cool off, which because they will, yeah. um, then, you know, right now there is opportunity. So yeah. they're able to find a house right now. And we're actually going back and forth in negotiations. But their mindset is that, hey, I have a daughter right down the line. We're going to want to get a bigger house and perhaps have more kids. Right. So they look at it like, well, this is my foot in the door to financial stability, right? Mm -hmm. Buying your first property. I like to say is your foot in the door to financial stability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if you're able to leverage that property correctly, that's going to help you either get your next property or be able mm -hmm. to have money to put down significant yeah. uh, so source of uh, down payment on your next future mm -hmm. purchase. Yeah. So that right there is for me was huge. Huge because not only are they a young couple, they see the benefits of buying right now, not for the short term gain, but yeah. for the long term gain of how that's going to help them get set up for their future purchases. Yeah. So yeah. I think right now, that's what you should be doing. And yeah. the decisions you make should be symbiotic to what your goals are. Yeah. No, that's really good. Well, and even to, okay, to that point, you kind of like slid that there at the end. It's like, oh, by the way, have a goal. Yeah. Like that, that's, that, that, that's important too. Because you're like, oh, symbiotic to what your goal is. Well, hey, by the way, do you have a goal? <laughs> and that's where it let's starts. Let's add that to the conversation. Because I think what can you do now to help people win is like, have a goal. If you don't have a goal, then okay, make that goal, cast that vision. And then if you are unsure of where you're even at relative to where that end destination goal is, that's when you have the conversation with us like right now. Exactly. Because let's say, let's say, you don't know that it's going to take you two years to be prepared. Well, if you start in two years and you're still two years away from being ready, now you're four years out in the timeline. But if you ask today, maybe we cannot help you today aside from helping you prepare for the tomorrow, which you actually really care about. So, okay, have a goal. Have a there. goal. And I think uh, a real quick note about your, you know, buying the place and, you know, the rates are going to go down later is like, the, again, going back to what the Fed said, they're already telegraphing that the Fed funds rate will have to be reduced over time by 2024, 2025 in order to ease up this massive pressure they're just exactly. mounting in the, in the economy right now that will have to ease and that will bring some more, I'll say, solvency to the mortgage-backed security market because yep. the more money that comes into it, 
there more money there is to lend out and rates are lower. So uh, I think that's just gonna be a matter of time, but that should not stand in the way of someone getting into their ideal position now on the property they need to suit their future needs. 100%, I think if the numbers make sense and the situation and everything adds up, then there shouldn't be really a reason why you should doubt. Um, Because I mean, as we know, over time, if the house goes up or goes down, that doesn't matter until you sell. So if you sell at a low point, then that's when you lose. But if you're holding over time, then it could go up and it could go down, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you stick true to what your goals are and you yep. follow the steps and you get to where you want to be at the end. Um, yep. And it doesn't matter how you get there. At the end of the day, your plan might change, but the vision won't. Right. Well, and yeah, the, if, the, if the vision is there, but the road to get there changes, okay, cool. The road changes, it's but okay. the, are, we still got to the destination. I mean, the, the you know, there's that old that old parable, like, you know, the, the flight from San Diego to New York makes right. a lot of adjustments along the way of that 3,000 mile flight. It's not that you just set one course, they like, no, I mean, they if make you got, adjustments along the way and you still end up landing at LaGuardia. hundred <laughs> percent. That's exactly it. Um, but I mean, another area of opportunity is as well as, uh, you know, the debt, you know, um, I believe a few weeks ago, I made a video on, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, how debt is almost nearly at mm-hmm. $1 trillion. Yep. Um, a lot of people still have tons of equity in their houses. And that's also what I feel that people are, you know, holding on to still because they either A, have a very low rate that they don't want to let go of. That's a lot of the case, yeah. And B is like they have all this equity that it's like, well, if I sell and I don't find a house that fits my needs, now I just have a whole bunch of surplus and I go back to renting, then it goes back to me throwing my money away. So I think we're at a, we're, we're at a, at a at a weird stage in the market where we're everybody's just kind of waiting on what everyone's doing to then follow suit. So if there's right. more unemployment, then I can for, <laughs> <laughs> then I can uh, I, I can forecast that there's going to be more listings down the line. <clears throat> yeah. But we're seeing that people are still spending and they're not feeling the, the like the raise in the rates, right? Right. But they will eventually. They will eventually. They, and, and, and and it's coming. Yeah. And I feel like we're on that we're on that end that people are starting to feel it. And I hear people talking about it more and more. Yeah. That. When it does tip over and people are hurting, you know, we're going to start seeing who really budgeted, prepared themselves and planned. Yeah. And I'm saying this right now, you still have time to do it. Six months out, it doesn't matter. Take the time to be responsible with your finances. And if you have a family more than anything, take the time to talk to your wife and your family and let them know what really is going on. Because I feel the more that we shy away from the truth, the less that people are going to be able to gain. It's not helpful. And it's not. if If we try to like just pretend everything is perfect without addressing the things that are actually being told to us, I really honestly think that's dishonest and disingenuous. It is. So and I think even though even though the public view of mm-hmm, us and the mm-hmm, show is mm-hmm. you're supposed to be selling mortgages and everything is supposed to be awesome all the time. Well, yeah, ideally, but we're in circumstances that are a little bit to the contrary. And if we're not honest about it, I think we're doing we should just cancel the show. We shouldn't 100%. be doing this. But but in having these conversations, and I think the takeaway I'm hearing you say in my own terminology, I'd say is build your war test. Yes. Because if you do the budgeting, you have a long term vision, you get prepared and you plan for what you need to do in two years, four years, five years, you have the conversation with your spouse, and then you take quality personal fiscal responsibility, then you're basically changing the behavior of how you're spending in order to amass a war chest to spend when things might come back around, when that right property comes up that suits your needs. And it might be 12 months or 24 or 36 months. Fine. If I have to save for 36 months and build a little personal war chest so that when the right time comes up or the right place comes up, I'm already ready. I will totally do that for 36 months. 100% because you know what you're going to get. Yes, and here's a here's another uh, uh, another tool that you could utilize is creating what I like to call your wealth team, right? 
So what, your, you, what, your, what? your wealth team. Wealth team. Okay. Your wealth Who's team, in right? the wealth team? So you're the captain of the wealth team, right? You as a person. And it's up to you to find your realtor, your lender, your insurance agent, your financial planner, and your CPA or yeah, tax, tax preparer, yeah. right? That's good. And, and create a relationship with them to know exactly what's happening in each financial sector yep. because there's a lot happening and everybody's getting impacted by it. Can I add one? Of course. Trust in a state attorney. Bam. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. and as you're literally learning or touching bases with them on a consistent basis, yeah, that's good, you're going to be able to know exactly what's happening, not just from the real estate perspective, yeah. but maybe from the tax perspective, yep. what's happening in taxes, right? And yep. all that's very important right now to equip yourself with because you're leveraging other people's strength, knowledge, and experience to yeah. be able to foretell what's going to happen in your life. And are you yeah. an expert at any of those? Probably not. No, you're but letting you can them leverage, be that. Yeah. yeah. You're and, letting them be that thing. And you're to staying up to date with the most latest information and you're keeping them on as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's really good because also when you forge those kind of relationships and then you have that personal experience that that ends up cascading into other relationships. It could be other family members, friends, coworkers that need that same kind of help. And how many times I'm, I'm going to go back to the whole trust attorney thing and you're having your wealth team and you're the captain. Yeah, yeah. How many times do you read the news of like, oh, so-and-so uh, athlete or celebrity dies without a will or a trust. And then like half the money gets like like taxed Uncle Sam. or taken back by whatever state it was that they yeah. lived in simply because of a lack of planning. Exactly. And then that, that basically means it's basically means you weren't the captain of your you wealth team. <laughs> <laughs> but how many times do we hear that? And then we necessarily, we don't necessarily take the same proactive approach that this is, this is, that's a really quality tip of a good, a good, again, a good behavior to adapt right now if you haven't already. And also I would say that we're kind of a resource for that. Even yeah. though we, we don't do those things, we have high quality people that we know who do those things. Um, and we want to see our clients be safe and also secure financially, but also well-prepared. And and you also have the ability of saying, hey, somebody that you work with that's in my position, how are they doing it? You know, or yeah. what, 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 what obstacles are people going through right yeah. now? So all that you have at your disposability mm -hmm. as long as you connect with the right people. Yeah. Um, and it all goes back to having clarity, having a plan, mm -hmm. and, you know, having the right intention moving forward. Yeah. Well, so I wanted to make a quick mention really quick yeah. for, for you. You brought up home equity. So, you know, those people yeah. who are listening to the show or watching the show and you know you have home equity you know the, the fed is forecasting and the mortgage rates are dictating mm -hmm. uh that they're going to remain elevated for probably the rest of this year and into the and into the following year um i have a little disclaimer on that i'll come back to that in a second <laughs> uh they'll probably remain elevated if that is the case but you have home equity that's not being used yet this is still the time to have the conversation of what should you do can you get a home equity line of credit can you pay off debt can you save for any day can you stash that money to build your own personal work chest to go buy a rental place like Brian's yes. talking about? Can you free up money that's maybe trapped in the walls of your house for something else that maybe you have to accomplish in your own financial uh, life that doesn't necessarily meet one of the things I said, but maybe you know of. Yeah. Maybe there's something you are really trying to achieve in your life and the distance between you and doing that is tapping in some of the equity. Here's my quick disclaimer. My quick disclaimer is... <laughs> Something that the Fed said is that the alternative to what they're currently doing is worse than what they're doing. And that's my disclaimer about mortgage rates is essentially their goal of getting inflation at 2%, their target of needing unemployment at 4.5%, and them needing to keep elevated, you know, elevated rates for the next year to two years. There is a huge culprit that could be a threat to that, and that's bank stability. Mm. And so... 
The one disclaimer caveat I will say when it comes to mortgage rates remaining elevated is that if we experience more systemic bank calamity or banking continues to have uh, more more distress, uh, I do think they're going to have to make more swift changes, not just to the rate situation, but also to policy. And I don't know what that looks like. That is like the big unknown that keeps me thinking in circles uh, quite a bit right now. (laughs) <laughs> and that's why I feel you need to, you know, stay as close as possible to Monday Mortgage Minute and the Mortgage Heroes podcast because, I mean, I'm sure Andy's going to be on here for, forecasting what's going to happen and telling yeah, everybody. And, and I'm glad you said forecast because, you know, we get comments and I get emails. It's like, oh, you're just being negative and you're, you got a bad slant of perspective. I'm like, listen, hold on. If I'm telling you what the Fed said, you might as well just listen to the Fed saying it. My job is to help interpret yeah. and help make people understand what that means to us in a material, actual way. Um, so, you know, I certainly don't want to be negative about it. Mm-hmm. But again, back to your point about being real. Like, we got to have real conversations. This is what's happening. The one caveat to the entire rate situation is that rates are going to stay elevated until more money comes into the mortgage-backed security market. The last time more money came into the mortgage-backed security market is when the Fed did it, and they were buying $80 billion a month of mortgage-backed securities. And we know how that went. That's what drove rates low. So, the, again, the only reason they need to do something like that is if something else big starts to show weaknesses, starts to mm. show cracks and fissures and starts to crumble a little bit quickly or softly, you know, depending on how what the situation is. So here's the thing. Your bottom line, we just have to be aware. Mm-hmm. If you're staying close to the show, you're staying close to Money Mortgage Minute, you're staying close to your loan officer, whether it's Brian, William, someone else on the team, uh, you just stay close to them. They'll know what's going on because yeah. it's my job to keep them informed. It's their job to understand and learn and listen. And then our collective job to help educate, yeah. inform everyone, and give them tips and how to move forward and win in mortgage and real estate. 100%. And I think I'll just, <clears throat> and I think I'll just end it off by saying that it's okay to you know do a financial audit of your finances right now. And actually, I encourage you to do it because because what you'll realize is that you know you can save and you can invest money in certain ways and even by saving sometimes that's investing for the future mm-hmm. so just definitely look into having a financial audit and if you don't know how definitely reach out to one of us yep. and we'll love to go over your finances yep. your future goals your financial goals and pair you up with someone that could help you or or us ourselves give you the yep. advice you know so yep. uh that's all. In, in, including your credit. Yeah, exactly. In, including your credit, not just your financial life, but consider your credit as part of your financial life. Exactly. And right now, just, I can't stress it enough. I've been saying this and I hopefully, you know, it resonates with people. Financial literacy, gain financial uh, um, knowledge, and just stick to the people that are in the financial sectors that you trust and you mm-hmm. believe in. Yep. No, that's great. That's a great ending, Brian. What a great conversation. I know no, we had a great. couple of talking <laughs> points here, but you I mean, you saw me scribble notes. I'm like, wow, that's a good point. Oh, gosh, I just mentioned that, and you brought good stuff out of me today, thank man. You. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And uh, and thank you all for watching. This has been the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. We will see you again next, next week. week.